Good evening, Vancouver, and welcome back to Canucks After Dark, April 25th, the final Canucks After Dark of the 2021-2022 season, unless the 0.1% chance comes to fruition, which seems unlikely, so this is likely it for the year. Clay, as always, my co-host, how are you doing? I'm great, Parker. I am... uh... Uh, even as the eternal optimist, it's not looking good, but I'm happy to be here with you back to our regular Monday night after a one week break to Tuesday. But that one week break means I think we have one less game to talk about this week. I think, yes, only two <laughs> devastating losses for the Vancouver Identi- with identical scores, right? <laughs> identical 6 3 scores. Um, but but hey, we'll get to those, um, okay. and okay. you'll get to those because I don't remember either of them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and then there's three more games, three more games, and they're done. So we're gonna we'll preview those three. We'll give our thoughts on uh, on what's gonna happen, which obviously isn't that important, but it could be if everyone else loses and the Canucks win every game, like a one percent chance, which would be cool, but probably not happening. Um, some other topics, you know, Bruce Boudreaux, Luke Shen. Mm-hmm. Quinn Hughes, some names to throw in there and get working in your guys' brains. Uh, Clay, should we start off going over these two rough Canucks games from this past week? Yeah, I'm pulling these up right now to refresh my memory. Oh, yes. I remember the first one. It was Vancouver. It was Minnesota. It was on Thursday night, April the 21st. And guess what, Parker? We actually held the lead in this game. It was very brief. But uh, no goals in the first period. Then it goes Fiala for them. Pedersen for us, his 30th goal of the season. Spurgeon for them. Highmore for us. Okay, it's 2-2. Then Pedersen with his 31st, his second of the game. Awesome. But then, but then, two minutes after that, Zuccarello scores for Minnesota. And then we're going 3-3 into the third. So this is exciting. We are right in the midst of it. And then... uh, Boom, Fiala, Kaprizov, and then Hartman. 6-3. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was uh this is one of those weird ones where the Canucks were actually the better team, I thought. Yeah. Or maybe that was a different game. And the first no, two periods. They're good. The they first two periods, they were the better team. And the third period, they didn't show up. They got outshot <laughs> 15 to 4 in the third period. Um, you know, goaltending didn't do the Canucks many favors in this one. Demko, a bit of an off night, yeah. which we kind of expected anyways, based on how last week went. Um, and that was the, uh, that was sort of the set. That was probably the third or fourth time that the Canucks hopes were dashed this season of making the playoffs, right? There was yeah. the beginning of the season. There was, uh, the losses to like Buffalo or Detroit and Buffalo. I think it was uh, a few weeks back. And then there was this one. Uh, and it's just mm-hmm. sort of, once again, they got close ish and then they, they lost it at the last possible moment. Uh, with, of course, the Senators game before that as well. Yes. Uh, they had to win out coming into this one. Yeah. They lost it. That basically did it. Um, and then again, they still had to win out and then hope for a bunch of other stuff to happen as they went into Calgary, uh, which was on Saturday. Yeah. Just be- and-, and just before we get to that, sorry, yeah. Parker, I just want to say, we, I, I think you and I would agree, Minnesota is a good team with Kaprizov and Zuccarello oh, yeah. and Hartman and Fiala. But the thing is, uh, everyone was talking about how Myers and Ekman Larson were, were actually playing really well, which they were. But this game, they're really exposed. Uh, two on ones, bad pinches, bad speed. Tyler Myers doing his uh, lay down to break down, break you know, break up a two on one. They were both dash three, and then the top line of Podkolz and Miller and Chase on were combined minus eight as well. So it was not a good showing for many, many, and you're right, even Demko, and this is, I know we're going to talk about this when we talk about goaltending, but I think we're starting to see the fatigue and that carried over to the next game, I think as well. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't ideal. Uh, if we look at uh, expected goals by defensive pairing, obviously, or honestly, Ekman, Larson and Myers, they were still a positive on the night in that oh, game. Oh, wow. Um, Dermot and Hunt were at like 87%, it looks like. Um, and then Hughes and Shen basically went even, uh, that's a five okay. on five though. That might be the issue. Right. Well, okay. Uh, I go to, it doesn't let me go to all situations. Uh, oh, now it does. Um, Ekman Larson around the 40% mark Myers around the 50% mark. Okay. Uh, worst on the night was Brad Richardson at 6%, but Hey, wait, everyone wait. has some bad. Six. 
Isn't bad uh, already like 30 or 40 percent? So he was his expected goals for were 0.02 <laughs> and expected against for 0.35. So it's just such a low sample size. Um, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, a game that the Canucks won the expected goals battle, and that was yeah. three point uh three point two to two point eight. And keep in mind that three point two uh point seven of that came from the empty netter. Okay. Um so basically three point two to two point two. So a whole expected goal more, but Demko allows five, uh, and the Canucks get their three that they were expected to get, um, but they uh, they lose that one, uh, unfortunately. Were you pretty uh, hopeful before this game? Not really. Okay. Minnesota just feels like one of those teams. Uh, I, I didn't I, I didn't expect too much going into it. Um, yeah. They made it interesting going into the third, but they uh, I wasn't too surprised at the result. Okay. So we go on to Saturday Canucks go into Calgary and, uh, and they just get lit up again. Uh, I didn't watch this game. So this one's all you. Okay. This game was a bit maddening for a couple of reasons. Parker, you may have heard about this. Uh, Check this out. Lindholm opens this. So again, a scoreless first period. So almost uh, not a carbon copy, but very similar to Minnesota, but then check this out. Lindholm scores a power play goal. And then 16 seconds later, win the face off, Turn the puck over. 16 seconds later, Dubé scores, and then Hughes scores. So 2-1. Connor Garland scores to make it 2-2. And then 14 seconds later, Calgary takes the lead again, 3-2. Okay? And then they go up 4-2. And then 12 seconds later after that, Calgary scores again. So Calgary scored 16, 14, and 12 seconds after goals, whether they're Canucks or Calgary goals. So that's that tells me there's a lack of sharpness both mentally and physically and fatigue for sure. And it just, um, Calgary's just going to miss out. They're another hundred point team. And these are the type of teams that are going to be battling in the playoffs and uh, further proof that Canucks simply as much as we love them simply aren't there yet. Yeah. And you look at the last goal too, the Goudreau goal, which I imagine was an empty netter. Yes. Um, was, was that 46 seconds yeah. after the Elias Pettersson goal? So you're right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, they were just, uh, they were streaky. Every single one of their goals came right after another one, basically. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Lindholm was a 40 goal scorer though. That's, that's pretty crazy. And you know, what's crazy that what they say, what's funny park. Oh, it's not that funny. Cause we're Canucks fans at the first intermission. It was a Friedman, Jennifer Botterill, uh, David Amber, and I can't remember the uh, Kelly Rudy. And they were talking about how good that top line of Kachuk, Goudreau, and Lindholm was. And they were basically saying Lindholm's been on 39 goals for a long time. Uh, he's got to get 40 by the end of the season. And then, sure enough, two minutes into the, 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 the period, he scores. And then he actually looks up. Yeah, I you know I would look up to the sky for that long if I got like two goals in my roller hockey league. But he was doing it like he was it was uh, you know it was unexpected. He was waiting for forty years as opposed to whatever. So, but good on them. They're a good team, and they're probably I think they're Canada's. If you're into this, I I give them more chance than Toronto to advance in the playoffs, given Toronto's tough division. Yeah, so Calgary's going to likely have this the. First wild card, which will probably be yeah. either Dallas or Nashville. Right, um, right. I would say I like their odds there, especially you know when when Toronto's probably going to be going against Tampa, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's a much tougher opponent. Uh, I don't subscribe to that really. Uh, you know, I don't care about the Canadian teams yep. per se. You know, um, you know, I'd much I'd much rather watch Colorado go on a run or or like Florida, some really sort of fun high flying team, or Toronto even. Not because they're Canadian, not because I like them, because I don't. Uh, yeah. But man, they're fun to watch. Um, yes. So that's that's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> no, th- that's uh, totally fair. Yeah. So a couple of highlights: Quinn Hughes with two points, and we're going to talk about him. JT Miller, another three assists, a very quiet three assists actually, and then uh, PD with another goal. Garland. So our Garland actually had a pretty sweet goal. I'm not sure you saw the highlights. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he he slid in and then he batted out of the air. Yeah, the, from behind the, the net, basically. Yeah, it was it was yeah, pretty it was sweet. sweet. But then another sub 875 uh, save percentage game for Demko. So, yeah, I know we can talk about that too. But, um, yeah, he's getting tired. Can can only do so much. Yeah. Can only do so much. So three games on the calendar this week, the final three games of the season. Yeah. And you know what? If it's only three games of the year that ended up not mattering, that's pretty good. Yeah. Got to game (laughs) number 80 and we're still in it technically. That is good. Yeah. I mean, let's say 79 because they were actually kind of in it. Um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, it, that's, it's, it's been a, a good ride at the very least. 
So Tuesday, the second to last home game, Seattle in Vancouver could be a nice a nice way to end on the on a win a little bit here, because yeah. um, Seattle they it's a team they should beat uh, nine to, or I won't say nine times out of ten because no one wins nine times out of ten in the NHL, but seven times out of ten, I would say. Um, anything yeah. you're looking forward to about this one? Um, yeah, well, uh, I am because I. I'm getting treated to a game by by one of uh, one of our our fans. Uh, I'm not, uh, can I out him? Yeah, I can out him. He can, Justin's going to bring me the game tomorrow, so I'm very happy about that. Nice. It happens to be a non bowling night, so it works out really well. So thank you, Justin and Parker. Can I can I take 45 seconds to just educate our viewers, just in case they're not sure how the Canucks can still make the playoffs? Do you mind if I take those 45 seconds? Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Let's do it. Thank you, brother. Okay, guys. Four things have to happen. Number one, Canucks win all three games: Seattle, L.A., Edmonton. So. No problem. Number two, Vegas has to beat Dallas tomorrow night, but in regulation. Dallas can't get a point. Number three, Vegas then has to go on to lose no points to Chicago and St. Louis. And number four, Dallas then has to go on to lose to Arizona and Anaheim. If all four of those things happen, Canucks are playing in May. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, the Athletic does have the Vancouver Canucks at a zero percent chance um i will say because uh, they round uh, down right yeah yeah uh <laughs> money puck has the canucks at a 0.1 percent chance um but if the canucks win their next game it goes up to 0 0.13 0 0.13 yes so 13 and a thousand nope yeah no yeah no no no, 13 and 10,000. Yes, because we're on the other side of the decimal point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dang. So that's not great. I'm not feeling um, so good anymore. No, it's 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 not going to happen. Um, no. But it's fun to, to think about a little bit. Um, so that game, um, I don't know. I might show up. We'll see uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, Jessica uh, brought you. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah let me know what tickets are. Let me know if you're there and we'll do something fun. Sure. Yeah. Um, Thursday, the final game, Kings, Canucks, one we were hoping would be important. It's not. Uh, Kings have all but sealed their spot, 99.5% chance yeah. of making the playoffs, so they are in. Do you like the Kings team, Parker? Like, Do you like their mix of youth and da-da-da? Yeah, they're better than I thought they'd be. Um, yeah. You know, their, their goal differential of two scares me a little bit um, <laughs> for them. You know, they're... The Canucks have a better goal differential at ten, um, yeah. But they uh, they've gotten some they've gotten blown out a handful of times and won a lot of close games and you know it worked out for them. Don't know how sustainable it is going into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, being able to win out tight games is important. Um, they'll probably be taking or they will be taking on Edmonton, um, a team that can blow things wide open. Um, mm -hmm. This will be fun because next week we get to preview playoff matchups, which is uh, which is definitely exciting. Uh, yes. the playoffs start next Monday. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Oh, yeah, um, we can easily fill an hour show because we got eight series to talk about five minutes exactly. each, six minutes each. Boom, done. <laughs> Sweet, our jobs get easier. Um, so this game, final game at Rogers Arena for the year, completely yeah. meaningless. Uh, the Kings will have maybe something in it. They're fighting for home ice against the Oilers, it's not looking great for them. Yeah. Um, but they they are at least in the mix um, to have a shot at it. They're two points back. Oilers have a game in hand. Um, and then on Friday, the Canucks do play against the Oilers. So chance to maybe play a little bit of spoiler here again in just seeding, um, but not mm -hmm. really. Um, you know, if the Canucks lose to the Kings on Thursday, then beat the Oilers on Friday, then that could move the Kings up and overtake them. But I mean, I don't think they're going to really care too much about that. Um, and that's it. 79 down three to go uh, a chance to go true 500. If the Canucks win out, they could get 41 wins on the year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that would take them up to 93 points, which would be wow. a pretty respectable year. So Parker, when I say to you, obviously we know that the Canucks were eight, 15 and two under green. And then I say to you that under Bujo, they are 30, 15 and nine. So 15 games over 500, Crunch the numbers, 638 winning per, uh, points percentage would put them out 12th or 13th in the league. So not top 10. That just shows you how good teams are. But it does show you that the Canucks are easily a playoff team at, you know, 15 games over 500 because that's 97 points um, extrapolated. 
good season, bad season, salvage season. What's your gut? I know we're going to do a postmortem next week, but what's your gut feeling overall? Um, it, it's a season that, I mean, they were just too far out from the start. Um, yeah. Again, I, I think so much went right in the latter 50, uh, 54 games at this point. Right. Um, I think if you run this back five times or 10, let's say you run it back 10 times, put the Canucks at eight, 15 and two and run it back 10 times. I don't think they do that. Well, eight of those mm -hmm. 10 times, I, I think a lot had to go their way. They had a couple crazy hot streaks. Um, and just the odds you, you don't, it's just so rare that a team goes from, you know, terrible to, you know, top 11 in the league, top 12 in the league. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I worry a little bit that um, we overvalue these last few months and undervalue the first ones because those still happen. They were still the same players, right? Because mm. there's a lot of people who are like, well, if we, you know, we hired Boudreaux a month earlier, maybe they make it. Maybe they do. But what does that mean for next year? Right. Because they have right. to go out and play 82 games, not 57 uh, at that pace. Um, who knows if the Canucks had got had 20 more games, maybe they lose a big chunk of them, right? It's it's totally possible. Um, so I think they they they're gonna end up kind of where we expected them to, a little bit below where we expected them to, in just the weirdest way possible. Um, yeah. but I, I think that's really because they they probably overperformed a bit over the last little while. I that's a really good point, Parker, because a lot of people, myself included, have been saying, oh, well, let's give them a full season, a full training camp under Boudreaux, and who who knows how good they're going to be. But I like what you said. You kind of took the 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 other side of it and saying, yeah, but maybe a couple of these win streaks, especially that first one, kind of mask, or yeah, artificially inflate the numbers. So maybe we are a 90, 92, 94 point team. That's, that's an interesting take, and I, I actually, I like it. I, I think it's a good take. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that they're they're I'm not saying they're not a playoff team. I think they probably are. Yeah. Um I I also just think that they're they're not a contender though, right? Yeah. And even yeah. you said it at this amazing run they've been on, you said it would be what good for twelfth in the league. Yeah, yeah. How often does the twelfth best team in the league win the Stanley Cup? It's not very yeah. often, right? Um, you know, it's, it's usually the, the top four that are sort of in the mix by the end of it. And there's usually, you know, one dark horse that sneaks through, but you remember you're picking that one dark horse out of like those other 12 teams. So it's, yeah. you know, your odds just are way better if you are a better team. Um, so I, I think they're in for some, some changes. I, I, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to some excitement. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think they, they probably underperformed heavily at the start, overperformed a little bit the rest of the way, and ended up probably a little bit below where their true talent might be just because they got sunk so hard from the beginning. Yep. Uh, as always, you make some really good points. Would it, would it be different if we had a full uh, Horvat, a Pearson, a Har Huglander in our roster the last three weeks? Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, and we were missing Besser for uh, you know five games there. So, but every team goes through injuries, and the Canucks will never make those kind of excuses. But it's always, I, I just hate Parker how we're always playing the what if game. What if? What if? What if? La and last year was a dog's breakfast with the Canadian division, but but still, um, aside from the bubble in the last seven years, it's been a lot of what if. Yeah, and it's because they can't make it. So you have yep. to play the what if game because because <laughs> there there there's no circumstance that they've actually done it, uh, which is yeah. unfortunate. Yep. Um, so three games to go. Uh, one yeah. thing that you brought up that we should talk about is the goaltending. Yeah. Um, I honestly, if I'm picking, I don't put, I don't think Thatcher Demko should see the ice again for the rest wow. of the season. Wow. Now that's a hot take. We should have a new, if we don't have, don't do that. We have, don't say that. No, it's not. Don't say that. Tell, tell me, explain, man. Explain wise, man. He, I mean, he's clearly, or sorry, I clicked on the wrong thing. Uh, he's clearly tired. He's, yep. he, he was battling illness less than a week ago. I mean, you know, we saw the video of him throwing up over the boards. Um, we, we've seen him play two pretty bad games. Mm -hmm. um, the Canucks now have Spencer Knight called up. Uh, Halak is, Halak's done, right? He's not coming back. Um, and you have your, your guy who's going to be your backup goalie next year, who 
ideally should be getting games in Abbotsford to prep for this this playoff run that they're about to go on. Right. I say, you know, it's sort of twofold. You get to see your backup for next year, give him a few more games, give him a few yep. more starts. Uh, you get him in game ready shape, keep him, you know, getting reps at the NHL level. Maybe the AHL looks a little bit easier after facing some NHL talent. Um, and I just, honestly, for me, it's, it's mostly like, I mean, how many games did Demko play in this year? Like 60, 65, 64. He's appeared in 64 out of 79 games this year. Guy needs a break. <laughs> like he, he put him a nine a nine fifteen this year, two seven two goals against average. And keep in mind that was against a really bad team at the start of the season, um, or in front of one. Uh, I think he just I think he just let him take the nights off. Like yeah. uh, and just say, Hey, get rested, get an extra get an extra week of your off season, basically. Um, and then that way, you know, uh Canucks last games went on the thirtieth, May first. Mm-hmm. Get on your plane to Cabo and Take a nice break because he deserves it. If anyone deserves it, it's Demko. Um, you have nothing to gain from winning these three games. You also have nothing to lose from from losing them or gain from losing them. Uh, you're not going to like go up any draft positions, probably unless like the Jets jumped up enough. But then that's one mm-hmm. spot, whatever. So just put in put in Martin. You might yep. he might be fantastic again, and that's a fun story for the rest of the season. But I mean, do we really want to see Demko going out there and potentially struggling, putting up an 890 for the last three games uh, and just getting extra work uh, when he doesn't when it doesn't affect the future of the team at all? So I have time for everything you said, but I have two questions for you. Does that mean you're playing Martin back to back Thursday, Friday? Are you giving Demko one of those? And yeah, do you give do you give Demko one of the two home games? Not that he cares. He's obviously our goalie for the next four seasons. So I don't think the end of the season is going to make a big difference. But do you treat treat the home fans to one more Demko appearance this week? So those are my two questions for you. Yeah, I did forget about the back to back. Um, if that wasn't the case, then I'd stick with that. I think it Mm -hmm. makes sense then to maybe give Demko the Kings game just because it is the home game. I agree. Um, and then play Martin in Edmonton on, on Friday. Um, I think that's probably the, I think that's probably the, the best scenario. Um, yeah, you probably don't play Martin for both. I guess you could, but yeah, you know, see how one of the games goes. But yeah, I think it would make the most sense. I bet they go. You know the Canucks are technically not eliminated yet, so maybe they play uh, Demko tomorrow. Although they could be effectively eliminated by then because that that Vegas and Dallas games at five thirty. Right, it's first. So yeah, there could be enough of a score differential that it's done, uh, yeah. and it is done. Um, yeah. You know, one in a thousand isn't worth you know playing uh, playing Demko if he doesn't need to play. So I'd right. like to see Martin in that tomorrow. Uh, I mm-hmm. think there's there's really no downside to it. So you'd go Martin Demko Martin. Yeah, that seems yeah. fine to me. Okay, I'm with you. I have a feeling they might go Demko Demko Martin only I because yeah because it, and there was a three days or not between they didn't play since Saturday as opposed to Sunday so there's an extra day in there. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah. not surprised either way. That's good. Yeah, I expect it to be Demko tomorrow, but I'd play Martin personally. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, speaking of the games, those next two games tomorrow is, uh, ah. the, the black skate, uh, one last, one last skate in that they knew they had to do something to sell some tickets now that the, the, <laughs> they're, they're not making the playoffs. Uh, so they're I, trying to do some little fan appreciation. I never thought about thing. that. Do you think that's what it is? It's good PR. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But it I never makes a lot of sense. Right. Right. Um, I don't know if they're doing it. They only said they're doing it for the one. I think they not the not the Thursday game. I guess just the yeah. just the Tuesday one seems kind of yeah. weird. I think you just run them for both, but um, that'll be fun. It'll look yeah. good. It'll Spencer Martin will look good in the black skate. And, yeah, uh, you know I think uh, <laughs> it might give it a little bit of a jump, but I, I think it's just you know yeah. uh, fun little bit of style. Maybe on Thursday when they do jersey off their back, they don't want it to be a black skate jersey. They want it to be not because they don't want to give them away, but so much more money for them though. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. But although isn't the rumor that that's going to be our third next year? Maybe. Uh, And I would be great. I I like the third right now, um, but it's so similar to the main one that, you know, it's the exact same colors without the white trim uh, and a different logo. Uh, So that would be fun. Oh, we're speaking Lucas's language. Thank you, Lucas, for the donation. 
We appreciate it. We didn't do that on purpose, but thank you for their support as always. And Lucas says, scoop, because Lucas does work for the team. I honestly believe the skate will be moved to the third jersey, getting a funny, all caps funny feeling that may be happening. Love it. Thank you, Lucas, for the, the scoop, and thank you for the support as always. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so that well, will be fun. Parker, we better get to this, because Jaskin's asked it like three times, and he's your biggest fan. So uh, where is this video of Demko throwing up, he says? I I saw it on Twitter. Like, me too. Me too. A, a week ago. Uh, I'm sure if you, you you do some Twitter sleuthing, you can find it. Um, yeah. But Jasper, was... type in Demko throwing up, but then like Demko throwing up will be in your search results for the next couple of weeks, but that's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, all right. So that's that. Uh, our next Canucks topic uh, is Quinn Hughes going for yes. the, going for the record. He's tied it. 63 points uh what are your odds that he doesn't hit it the odds that he doesn't hit it uh four percent i think the canucks are almost more likely to make the playoffs than he misses it (laughs) uh i i like there unless the canucks get like shut out in two of these games i guess knock on wood um i genuinely think like i mean he he's just too good and he and he's playing on the pot. Like he's just it's just gonna happen. Um, yep. which is exciting. Yeah. It'll be cool. Uh it'll be yeah. um, you know, the fact he's basically already the best defenseman in franchise history. Yeah, uh, and he's what 22 years old, something yeah. dumb like that. So that's uh that's pretty cool. I think I saw the stat parker of all time points for Canucks defenseman, and he's already like 12th <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's excellent. I'm gonna pull that list up here. Yeah, defenseman all-time leaders. He is he is 13th. Okay. okay. He is three behind Doug Hallward. So he could pass Hallward by the end of this season. And then who's next after that? Uh, Snaps is after that. Kevin oh, yeah. McCarthy, Rick oh, Lands. Yeah. Just go so all the way up now. Yeah. This is here. By Read next the rest. season, by the end of yeah. next season, if he puts up, you know, let's say two more points this season, and then he gets 65 next season. Yeah. Uh, so 65 this year and next year, he would get up to ninth. And then if he did that again the year after, he would get up to sixth. No. I mean, four oh nine is the record, and he's at one. He's at one sixty. If this, so is, he's this he's correct. almost half. Yeah, he's getting there half. Okay, yeah, oh yeah. He'll, so I mean, he's about two hundred and forty points. So in like five years, he's yeah, there. five seasons. By okay. the time he's by the time he's twenty seven. So even before his contract ends, he's there. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And it took it took Edler nine hundred and twenty five games to get there. Wow. And at this pace, Hughes would get there at about 450, 500. At the uh, end, Parker, of this, if we're looking for more filler, I, I forgot to mention we could quickly do our Canucks awards that they'll award on Thursday. But isn't it, I, I basically said in my vlog today, as long as Quinn Hughes is playing here, he's going to win the best defenseman of, you know, of the year, every year. Yeah, right? no, it's not close. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's the best defenseman <laughs> on yeah. the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's not close. Uh, speaking of trophies, though, yep. Luke Chen. Canucks nominee for the Masterton Trophy. Yes. Uh, I don't know if they had any like obvious picks for this yeah. one, um, but they went with Shen based on, you know, he was sort of like close to being a full-time AHLer uh, like right. just a couple of years ago. Um, went over and sort of won two Stanley Cups as sort of a 6-7 guy uh, mm. and now has really carved out a spot playing, I don't know, what does he play, like 18 minutes a night uh, yeah. for the Canucks, which is uh, which is pretty good. What's his average ice time? This doesn't tell you. Um, well, as no. you look it up, yeah, the Masterton Trophy is awarded for perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication. So oftentimes you'll get guys that come back from major injuries or or cancer scares or, or you know, f- family trauma. And I, Luke Shen respectfully hasn't gone through any of those things, but he was, like Parker said, he was almost out of the league just two, three short seasons ago. Yeah. So that's good. Mm-hmm. That's an yeah, awesome 17 minutes, 17 minutes a night. It's pretty okay. good. Yeah. Very good. And yeah, 15 points. That's fine for a defenseman. I guess when you're playing with Quinn Hughes, though, you probably get a few secondary assists in there uh, every once in a while. Um, good, con- good contract too. Yep. Great contract yeah. for next year. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we have Bruce Boudreaux. This is sort of the bigger topic. Um, this is one that we talked about two weeks ago, I think mm-hmm. uh, about Boudreaux's rumored to like the, 
I think basically Alvin was asked about and he wasn't too like enthusiastic. And then we heard the rumors of, well, they want their own guy. Uh, they don't think Boudreaux is like the structure and, and all this stuff and, and won't have any success, like deep playoff success. Um, I don't know how much of this, uh, and I guess, and, and now we had Dolly Wall and Durant both saying sort of that they're hearing that it seems likely that they'll, they'll get something figured out. Um, I mean, how much of it is they genuinely think he's, he's the best coach available, which I, I think he probably is. I, I think if he doesn't get picked up or if, if the Canucks don't pick him up, uh, I mean, there's so many places that that would take him, right. There's going to be quite a few coaching vacancies available uh, in yes. the off season that, uh, they'd be lining up uh, like I mean Vegas, right? <laughs> like, do you think Vegas? I feel like Vegas is first in line if, if Boudreaux is available. This whole DeBoer and Leonard thing is pretty wild. They're gonna miss <laughs> the playoffs, um, very likely. Um, so they seem like the the clear front runner, and, and that's terrible for the Canucks if he goes to them, and and you know that's likely another playoff spot scooped up. Um, it seems like it it would be really really risky. For this management group, this brand new management group that has done nothing yet, really, um, to go out and get rid of this coach that has a catchphrase and has been the most successful, <laughs> the most successful part of the season, uh, it seems like you're really putting a lot of a lot of risk there uh, if you don't bring him back. I agree. And Justin took the words right out of my mouth. Bruce will come back unless Bruce wants to go elsewhere for a better gig. It's a PR nightmare if the Canucks let him go. And I agree with that because. You're right, Parker. Not only is he the best coach for our uh, situation, but I think they do have to consider the PR a little bit after the disaster, the last two years, dogs breakfast of a, a you know a couple of years. So, you know, not the biggest factor, but I th I I think it is a factor. Quite frankly, the the PR. Yeah. So yeah. the other the other factor of it is yeah. Uh, from I if I I heard correctly, I mean we heard before it was a team option. Um, I've heard, uh, you know, I, I've seen people say it's, it's a team and his option. Like they both can agree. Um, I mean, Boudreaux's earned a raise, right? Like if he was, you know, I don't know, maybe it was a $2 million deal. We'd, I don't think we know the specifics of it, but I mean, he can easily come back to the Canucks and say, look, I deserve to be paid as one of the top coaches in the NHL because that's what every other team would pay me right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I could go to Vegas and ask for four or $5 million a year. And they want to win. They want to make the playoffs, and yeah. they probably give that to them, um, uh, or a team like I don't know Winnipeg or whoever's whoever's looking for a coach. Yeah. Um, so it just seems like you know that could be one factor whether you know he wants to get paid more. Um, it doesn't seem like the place that um, that this team should be penny pinching though, because if it's yes. if he wants an extra two million dollars, uh, that's one playoff game of revenue. If you if you think it helps you make the playoffs, that is very very worth it um, for the ownership at the very least. Great point about the revenue in the playoffs. Great point about the PR that we talked about. Great point about uh, we go back to a full season, um, whether that's good or bad. So yeah, all signs and the fact that guys like Dollywall and Drance, as you said, Parker, are now not changing their tune, but at least reporting with a tiny bit more confidence that at least as you said, it's likely to happen. I think in a good way where there's smoke, there's fire in this case. And I, I expect them to announce it soon because you are right. Uh, not only the teams that have interim coaches right now, but imagine a Toronto gets bounced. Imagine Vegas, whether or not they make it and get bounced. There's so many prime opportunities for Boudreaux if he wants to go to a team that's further along in their contention window. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's back. I think we're both on that train. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we're both rooting for uh, one more kick at the can. For yeah, Bruce uh, gave it a heck of a run <laughs> over the last few months here. Um, uh, any other stuff you want to talk about on Boudreau? It's good? just it's just funny. I think it was in his uh, press conference today, Parker, where they outlined what has to happen, or they didn't have to outline it. Boudreau knows all this, right? We he scoreboard watches, and he was about to say about the Canucks' playoff chances. Well, stranger things have happened, but he actually caught himself and he goes, I actually don't think stranger things have happened than what's going to happen if we make it. <laughs> that just speaks yeah. to how, how low the percentages are. Yeah, it will be wild. Um, our last Canucks related topic, 
three 30 goal scores. I think it's the first time. Was it since what? Oh, nine, 10. No, it's first time. It was like 94, 95. And then oh, nine, yeah. 10 was really close. I think because yeah. they had like two guys at 29 mm-hmm. um, for a team that is three 30 goal scores and not make the playoffs is rough. Uh, it is a year where scoring is up in general. Um, yeah. But yeah, they have, you know, they have Patterson, they have Miller and they have Horvat all hitting the 30 goal mark. Um, which is which is awesome. It's just unfortunate that it doesn't get to get carried forward and actually mean much. Um, what it does mean uh, is that that contract for Patterson's looking tough <laughs> in a couple of years. Horvat uh, yep. is going to get a, a decent chunk of change, and JT Miller's trade value is hopefully really high. Yes, all all good points. You know what else it tells us, Parker, is that if we ever, and I think we should um, go back to our pre season bets like on another show when we do that um <laughs> i think we overshot everyone's point totals except for jt miller that's probably correct unfortunately that's that's probably a hundred percent accurate oh man uh, we gave it a good shot though we were very you know, optimistic we, we tried really hard yeah uh, we, we, we thought this team was gonna be a 99 point team you we know did. somewhere around there um which means they would have had to win about four or five more games. Um, and that's, you know, probably an extra eight goals. Yep. Probably still a little high, uh, but we were excited. We were excited. I'm, I'm dreading revisiting those. And I, even if one of us technically beat the other in terms of maybe we got one more right than the other guy, not a win, not a win. No, but we'll see how we do against the the viewers. That's what's the that's the okay. key. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. Hopefully, we can take them down. Okay. Um, <laughs> my last topic on my list here mm. uh, is the just amazing collapse of the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, what is happening there is uh, pretty fun. Uh, Jack Eichel joins the team and that has not worked. Um, they have the, have you seen all the stuff about their goaltending this last few days? Yeah. I'm not, I haven't been following it completely closely. I just know there's some serious miscommunication problems right so, now. Jesse Granger is sort of the man on the ground. He's the, he's yeah. the athletic, uh, Vegas guy, right? For, for Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So he tweeted out, uh, a few days ago. I think Friday night, maybe that mm-hmm. um, that Robin Leonard is getting season ending, ending surgery and is done for the year. Uh, the press asks Peter DeBoer about it at his press conference shortly after. And he says, I know nothing of this. He will be <laughs> playing or he'll be dressed on Sunday. Sunday rolls around. Um, Jesse Granger still is saying like, yeah, he's getting season ending surgery. Um, everyone's like, what is going on? Everyone's <laughs> making like really silly tweets about it. Um, cause it's, it's just odd. Um, then Sunday's game rolls around last night. Leonard's on the bench. In this <laughs> crucial must win game against San Jose and Logan Thompson is in net. And then <laughs> they lose. And now this morning, the, the Vegas Golden Knights put out a statement saying that Robin Leonard is getting season ending surgery and is done for the year. So. <laughs> Some weird, there's there's something in the water when it comes to goaltending in Vegas. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's just a, a Pete DeBoer thing. You know, we had the the drama with Flurry, um, with the sword in in the back from Alan Walsh. Um, yeah. They sort of end up pushing Flurry out the door. Now it looks like they're pushing Leonard out the door because, I mean, it looked like like he's had such a bad relationship with Leonard. It looks like where, um, it, it sort of culminated. I think last week, um he allowed a goal to make a game one, one. Yeah. 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 Um, and so Leonard, I think what happened uh, is Leonard was sort of like, well, why am I, why am I putting my body? I'm hurt. You're trash talking me in press conferences as my coach. Uh, you're pulling me when I allow a single goal. Um, why am I like, I'm just going to go get my surgery because I need it and, and I'm not going to play injured. Um, so this is a team that, is is trying desperately to get in the playoffs and even if they somehow miraculously do if they win out and, and make the playoffs they're not going to have a starting goalie um so they're basically just done uh which you know is, is kind of great 
There is so much to unpack, Parker. You did a really good job of uh, of doing so. Fans hate Vegas because they've made the playoffs every single year. In fact, almost winning the cup in their first year. Fans hate Vegas because they're the team that eliminated the Canucks in the bubble two seasons ago. They hate the way they treat star players like Flurry and the way they go for the next shiny toy. The way they, I didn't say circumvented the cap like Tampa did, but they've been creative with their cap. Bring Jack Eichel over. Nothing's happened so far. All these things. Um, and Leonard himself, Leonard, we, we have to remember that he's been very open with his mental health struggles and he's very, very um, uh, transparent in the media. So it's like, not that you want to do this to any goalie, but he's probably the one goalie you don't want to do this kind of stuff to. So there's all these things. And then to have their playoff chances basically get wrecked by the team that took them out a few years ago in that magic game seven coming down from 3-0 the San Jose Sharks with one second left, less than a second left. It's it's crazy. You can't make that stuff up. Honestly, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. And Vegas got a power play in overtime. Couldn't capitalize. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's absolutely crazy. And yeah, yeah there seems. I, I yeah, it seems that people just don't like DeBoer. Uh, yeah. At least in some some sense, uh, that whole organization does seem to be very. Um, not focused on morale, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and we saw it sort of day one, right? There was the Shipachev, Shipachev, I don't remember how you pronounce his name, but like they brought yeah. him in, he was there for a week. He's like, I'm going back to Russia. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Um, and it seems that they're very just like, Yeah, we're Vegas. If you want to play here, it's we're we're trying to win. They're they're like trying to be the New England Patriots, that yeah. sort of style where they're right. like, yeah, it's going to be, we're going to, it's, it's not going to, we're not going to have a lot of fun, but we're going to win. They're just doing that without having the Stanley cup championships to back it up. Yeah. Like the Patriots do with yeah. the, with their super bowls. Um, and it just dead enough too. dead enough. Yeah. All these examples, <laughs> right. It, it just, you know, and then they go out and they're like, Hey, we're going to spend all this, all these big bucks on Mark stone and, and Jack Eichel. And, and they seem to, it just seems to sort of tear this team apart that started off as this island of misfit toys. And now they they don't work as well together. I mean, on paper, they're a, a phenomenally skilled team yeah. and they just can't, they just have choked at the most inopportune moment. Um, you know, I mean, they lost to the Devils, you know, a week ago. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about how the Canucks, you know, those losses that, they're like, oh, they're so close. And they went and lost to the Devils or they went and lost to the Red Wings or whatever. Mm. Um, Golden Knights are doing the same thing, right? They lost to the Canucks in overtime two weeks ago. Um, yep. They, you know, they lost to the Canucks in regulation the week before that. They lose to, to New Jersey. They lose to San Jose yesterday. They lose to Edmonton last week. They, they've just completely fallen apart. Um, and uh, it, it, it's good to see. And just as we started this Vegas diatribe, um, actually, Lucas got in with a second donation of the night. If you can find it, Parker, he, I don't even know what this means. The lost wages, copper chokers. Yeah, it's lost Vegas, lost wages. Yeah, yeah. And then golden is copper because yeah. it's not, not good enough. Um, I think we are throwing stones from a glass house a little bit, um, yeah. but it is, it is fun nonetheless. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope none of our Vegas uh, folks are in here. <laughs> And Lucas, uh, but you if you're donating, you can say whatever you want, basically. So True. thank you again, Lucas. <laughs> True. Preach. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's my story. Uh, I'm yeah. just rooting for uh I guess you know if the stars win tomorrow, that's basically it for Vegas, right? Like they're correct. They're uh here that says if they lose in regulation, their odds go to zero. Uh if they lose in OT, they go down to three percent. Um, so yeah, if Vegas or if Dallas wins in regulation tomorrow, that is yeah. it for yeah, the Vegas done. Golden Knights. Five points up. You got it. You got it. Yeah. So Parker, before, awesome. yeah, before we go to the people, can I put you on the spot and get your picks for the Canucks award winners? They're, they're not too difficult, but I would just off the top of your head, uh, best defenseman we've already talked about. Who would be your runner up though? Behind Quinn Hughes. Behind Quinn Hughes. Yeah. I, I, man, I, that's, that one's tough. Yeah. Um, because you could go, you could go with Luke Shen for fun. Um, yeah. you could go, uh, Ekman Larson. Yeah. You could go Tyler Myers. 
yeah. who's had a real big turnaround. Um, oh, I don't know. I think I probably would go Ekman Larson. Me too. Me too. He's he actually has nine more points than Meyer. It's not just about points, but um, yeah, I, I just think Ekman Larson has had a tiny bit better season. So we agree. Hughes as our best defenseman and OEL as our runner up. Give me your MVP. The MVP, I think, I think it's it's JT Miller. I mm. think I think Demko will get a lot of votes. Yeah. Um, fairly, uh, I think Pedersen will get a handful of votes. Uh, I think Hughes might get some votes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're, we're talking about a hundred point player here, yeah. um, and I think I, I think it's the the pretty simple choice uh, to me. And then your runner-up is Demko. Yeah, so I'm I'm opposite. I still think Demko done enough to be our team's MVP, but I would have no problem if Miller won it. And Miller is my is my runner-up. So I'm just reversed of you, but the same two guys. Okay, give me your most exciting player. Most exciting player. Uh, I think it's Elias Patterson. Yeah, uh, I, and he's he's just so good. Um, I could, I could again, see it going to, um, you know, Quinn Hughes or even mm-hmm. pod Colson cause he's the fun new guy. Um, but I think, uh, I think it's Elias Pettersson, um, especially this latter half of the year, which I think yes. is what most people will, will, will think towards. Yeah. Um, but he has been, uh, he's just, he's been Quinn Hughes or sorry. He's been Elias Pettersson. He's been, yeah. uh, absolutely electric. Um, just making outstanding moves on people, scoring a bunch of goals, um, hitting the 30 goal mark after not doing anything for 40 <laughs> games. Uh, that, uh, that itself deserves it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think recency bias is going to come into play. And you could argue he's had a better last two se- uh, last two months of the season than Miller, although Miller had a better three months, obviously, at the start. So I, I think it will be PD as well. And even if you line them up, even if they're the exact same points, Parker, I think PD is a more exciting player to watch, whether it's the way he rips that shot with the way he back checks. He actually back checks. Oh, I know Miller's fine, but I, I think he's just more of an exciting player. So I'm going PD and I'm going Miller as my runner up and Garland as a dark horse for this one. How about you? Yeah, I would. I was thinking Garland as a third. Yeah, uh, just because he is very just the spins. Very exciting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think I know where you're going with this one. Unsung hero. Oh, I have nothing in my head here. Oh. Where are you thinking? I'm going Luke Shen for this one. Because I think that's the easy yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one else really coming to my mind. Yeah. Um if the Canucks Could- had made the playoffs, Spencer Martin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think I think Luke Shen's the easy choice. Although I think he has yeah. been pretty sung this That's season. True. Um, I think it was it was what Mott last year. It was, um, uh, which is which is also pretty which was fair. Uh, obviously, mm. he can't get it this year. I think it probably will be Luke Shen though. Yeah, and, and when you think about it, whatever definition you want to use, he simply is not a. You know, he's not as flashy or gets the pub of Hughes or Ekman Larson on the back end. Obviously, not a top six forward. So, good contract, very cheap, 850 grand, tough hits, fights. Uh, to me, that that screams unsung to me. So, here's my runner up for this one Vasily Podkolzin. He's my unsung hero because he doesn't get the same pub as the, the top six, yet he's put together a pretty strong rookie season. He's not afraid to, to hit, to stand up for his teammates. So, and he's quite a fan favorite, so he he's my runner-up for unsung. Yeah, I think he'll get a handful of votes. Uh, yep. I, I I genuinely do. I mean, he got 26 points so far this year. He, he might hit 30. He'll get close to 30, 26, 27, 28, somewhere in there. Um, and again, didn't have the the hottest start, right? He's really yeah. just gotten better and better uh, as the year's gone on. Uh, yeah, it'll be an exciting piece going forward for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember our little, we had a, not even a debate because we, we were both talking both sides of it. But I know I was a big advocate of that Pod Colson to have a better season than Hoglander. And, but not because of, I'm not saying, oh, I'm the, I'm so smart because Hoglander got injured. But it's just kind of fascinating who, who were fancy to be more high about. But maybe that makes sense considering he was first rounder, Hoglander was second rounder, but Hoglander just started one year earlier. So whatever. I want, I want both of them to do well on, on cheap contracts for another year. Yeah, I'm trying to find yeah. our 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 predictions thing because I <laughs> wanted to pull it up and be like, 
yeah, of course you you thought he was going to be better, but your your numbers were so much higher or something. <laughs> uh, let's see. You had. Do I have Hoagland? Oh, I don't think he did Hoaglander. I definitely would have done. I had 40 for Puck Colson, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I can't find them. Oh, okay. yeah. You did have 40 for Pod Colson. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think we had Hoaglander on the list. Okay. That was a okay. mistake on my part. Unfortunate. Yeah. It's oh, um, funny. Someone asked. <laughs> they would never have a team award for this, but most disappointing player. <laughs> hmm. Mm. It might be Pullman for me. I feel bad saying it. Oh, that's interesting. Edmund says Ham. Uh, oh, I thought this yeah. was the question you were referencing. No, that's that's fine. No, oh. that's great. It's perfect. It's what we're talking about. So most disappointing. Yeah. Hamannick doesn't play for the team anymore, so you can't give it to him. Um, yeah. Pullman, I don't think qualifies. He played um, forty. Yeah, but I he did exactly what I expected him to. Oh, so he didn't disappoint uh, you. I wasn't disappointed. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't mad. I was disappointed, but I, I mean, I genuinely didn't expect all that much um, to come out of, uh, to come out of uh, Pullman. Um, Dickens- Dickinson. It's gotta be Dickinson. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, you know, 11 points this year um, supposed to be, you know, a good third liner. Um, Chase on was up there until a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he really turned it around right um yeah oh unsung hero what what are your thoughts on tanner pearson yeah i've i've seen him get some love i think a tiny bit out of sight out of mind we haven't seen him in the last yeah. three weeks uh, but yeah it, he was 0.5 points per game 34 and 68 yeah i think he's been fine but I, I find it hard oh i guess you could argue he's unsung compared to pd horvat miller and besser and even garland he's like the the forgotten man of the top six. So yeah, I just forgot he existed, which is why I, I just brought it up <laughs> and no, um, Edmund, we are not going to name ugliest player, but or Peter, we're not going to name ugliest player. <laughs> no, we're not. That would be mean. Not, not most disappointing though. That wouldn't be mean. No, that's not me. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> any other questions here that we've got? Um, I saw one, uh, it was addressed to me, but let's both answer it. It is, uh, Oh, where was it? Peter from about five minutes ago. Cause I think it's a pretty good question. Um, where the heck was it? Oh yeah. 1049, but let's, 1049. let's both do it. Yeah. I asked clay, but how difficult was the eight fifteen twelve start from a fan perspective and a mental perspective? I need to give you three perspectives real quick as a content creator perspective. I, I want Parker to, to jump in on this. It was tough in one way because you, you, we do better when the Canucks are winning but it always gave us something to talk about. So that, that's one thing. From a mental and fan perspective, I'll, I'll put them together. So maybe I'm only doing two here. Um, without sounding spoiled, and I'm blessed I'm blessed to have season tickets, it is tough to go to games when the team isn't winning. It's, it's actually, again, first world problems, but it's less, I'm not going to say it's not enjoyable, but it's certainly less enjoyable. I've had so much more fun going in the past couple months than I was the first two months of the season. So that's that's my perspective. I can only give you my perspective from my, well, it's, that's why it's called my perspective, my view. Parker, what says you? So from the content perspective, yeah. as someone who decided to do a live post-game show after Canucks games this year, um, the stretches of every single night being the exact same thing. <laughs> every single, every after every single game, it was, yeah, well, they they came out really slow and the penalty kill was absolutely useless and they couldn't oh. score a goal and they allowed three power play goals against and they got destroyed. Um, you run out of things really quickly. Um, obviously, again, you mentioned the numbers. Uh, it's about half after a loss. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Half of the people tune in uh, after a loss. Um, which is discouraging, wow. right? You know, it makes you feel like it's like, oh, I'm not doing enough. But obviously, you know, people people watch the the game and they see the team lose, and they're like, well, why would I? Why would I want to keep thinking about this, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then that I got into the same boat, um, hmm. and that also made the losses worse um, because I still have that fan side where I would I am still just as disappointed as I normally would be. And then this other thing of like, oh, now also I'm doing this other thing that's now less fun because the team's playing bad. Um, 
which was unfortunate um from a fan perspective uh i mean we were talking about apathy in november right <laughs> uh like like that was a that was a general topic they were like do we like people have stopped caring already and it's it's mid-november uh mm -hmm. and luckily they they turned it around but they almost didn't uh they they shouldn't have you know in all odds um but it was you know yeah i i didn't go to any games during that that bad stretch it I mean, right I guess couldn't never mind uh for a good chunk yeah. of it but um yeah it's it's a it's way less less fun to be in the building there's less people in the building there's less energy in the building um but these last couple weeks you know it's been I, I went to three straight games uh because i it was exciting and uh, mm. and it's easy for me to get there so i was like oh let's go to a few games and it was super exciting in there um everyone's having a good time um and the team's playing well and it's fun hockey to watch um yep you get to the point where you know you're looking forward to games instead of being like oh well there's a canucks game tonight and here we go you know right. it's uh the a, a bad stretch is it's not fun for anybody that is such a good point about when the team is losing and let's say you're committing to a post game live stream or i'm committing to a one post game video but you want to watch the game obviously because you don't want to look like a doofus on your show then that's a four hour commitment from you, Parker. It's a mm -hmm. yeah, two and a half to three hours for the game and another 35 to 40 for your show and shut it down, upload it. That's four hours and four hours to dedicate to a, a thing that does not give you joy. That's this is totally going to sound like a first world problem, but we're being real here. That is, that is life sucking. And it really is. And I know what you guys are saying. Well, no one says you have to have a channel. No, I agree with all that. No one says we have to do anything but we want to do it, but it should be a lot more fun if it was four hours of joy. <laughs> and it's because we, and it's because our expectations were high, right? We went in, yeah. thinking, Oh, it's going to be a fun, good team. And then they weren't, uh, we went in with the expectation of wet man. They're going to win, you know, 60% of the games, maybe 55% of the games and the losses are going to be close and still interesting. And it'll have some stuff to talk about during them. Um, yeah. but yeah, you talk about sort of, you know, if, if you work, let's say you go to your real job, your day job, eight to four. And mm -hmm. then there's that three hour gap from four yeah. to seven where you can't really do much because it's only three hours. Cause you have to be ready to watch the Canucks game at seven. And then you do the stuff after. And by the, by the time you're done, it's 10 30, 11, right? It is. It's a whole day. It makes it a whole day thing instead of, um, you know, when I, when I took that sort of that break and again, I've done it a little bit lately. Uh, it's yeah. like, Oh, I have so much time, <laughs> right? Totally. So, totally. But, it, but if the team was winning and, and like, and playing excellent and, and really in that playoff push, like they were, uh, like two weeks ago, it gets, it's so invigorating. It's so much fun because mm -hmm. you start to get that, that, that sort of theory in your head of like, if they do this and they're in and, and then think of how fun the playoffs are going to be and how, and how, you know, how excited everyone's going to be. And we're not, we're not trying to get sympathy or anything. It's literally no. just, it's so much more fun when they win. And when the games are interesting for everybody, yep. you look at, you look at um, Canucks after dark, right? If you, and again, I, I, I sort of have them up here. You look at like the 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 podcast numbers and, and the numbers here, and again, I'm not saying views are everything, but it's a good way to gauge how excited people are. You look at October 4th before the season starts, and they're they're pretty good. And then as they get into November, they tailspin until Jim Benning gets fired. That was our best one ever. Uh, and then they start to creep up a little bit, and then they sort of you know ride the mm. wave the rest of the way. Um, and it's just you know people don't care. And yeah. so we care less <laughs> yeah. when, uh, when they do worse. So uh, I yeah. think that's sort of, you know, uh, hopefully things are better next year and yes. they stay in it longer. I'm yes. okay with them. Look, I, I, I'm not, I'm not okay with them missing the playoffs. It, it's frustrating, yeah. um, but I'd much rather them miss the playoffs and it coming down to three games left in the season, like it has now mm -hmm. and not be, Oh, it's November 17th and this team is done. <laughs> right because then because that's where we were at there was five months left with no hope and yeah. they pulled out some hope miraculous miraculously um but if they hadn't i mean what would we have been doing for the last five months and such a good point again parker and we're gonna take you guys know that we like to take you behind the curtain once in a while parker and i we're speaking at the end of november before green got fired we were actually saying what are we gonna do for our show we knew we were gonna do it but we were truly genuinely talking about how are we going to make it through this season without yeah. basically trying to beat each other up through the, through the computer. Yeah. It was wow. 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 Wow.
Yeah, I mean, if we, we come into a show, the Canucks lost all three games that week and nothing else really interesting happened. Like there wasn't a trade or, or like yeah. even a waiver pickup. It's like, well, what do we do? What do we talk about? You think about you look at like 650, right? And people are like, oh, you guys want the team to lose and whatever. What are they got to fill 12 hours of programming a day? And it's and this is the only sports team in this market. The Whitecaps yeah. are awful. Yeah. The Lions are awful. <laughs> right. Like there, there's one team in this market that was also awful. I mean, how are they going to do it? Right. We just yeah. have to fill an hour a week. They got to fill 12 hours a day, 60 hours yeah. a week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's so much easier when the team is good. So hopefully they're good yeah. next year. And I got an awesome one to end off on. Uh, can you go to Edmond 1056 p.m. Clay and Parker. Yeah. What game was your favorite that you went to the season? So I'm going to I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to give three for mine. Um, I, I know he asked for one. The first game after Boudreaux got hired, the Canucks shut out the Kings for nothing. And I, that was kind of cool. That game was cool. I love Justin mentioned. I love the seven, one drubbing um, of Calgary on the Saturday night. Cause we were in the black skate. That was when chase Claypool said the flames suck so bad. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> and then actually a recent one. Um, oh no, Toronto, because that's the first time that I've seen Toronto live and we beat them. So th there's three for me that I really enjoyed this year. Yeah. Mine is, uh, I'm trying to find the date on it. Um, I know, I know, I know. I, I, it was November, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday night. Was, I know that. It was a Tuesday night. Uh, uh, three, two, November 2nd, uh, Canucks and Rangers. Yeah. Um, that, that was, uh, it, the Canucks were in sort of a tailspin. I was able to get two tickets, second row for 70 bucks a piece. Um, and that was the game where uh, JT Miller scored in overtime uh, to beat the Rangers. And that brought the Canucks to four, five and one on the season. And, and it was sort of like an early sort of must win game. Uh, that one was excellent. My runner up would probably be um, the uh, Golden Knights game two weeks ago, mm. uh, five, four in overtime. Um, I had, I went with good people and yeah. I was stressed. Uh, Vegas scored two in the third period to tie it. And even when the Canucks scored in overtime, I barely cheered. I gave like a, like, I was like, yeah. And then I, and then I was, I was stressed. <laughs> uh, and that's a good feeling because that means the game matters. And, yeah. uh, and that was that sort of sports anxiety uh, that I love uh, and I hate at the same time. Um, that one's up there for sure. That is so funny. I thought you were going to say it was the game against Vegas two weeks ago. I was with some great people and I was totally hammered. <laughs> I I had had a few. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but I that, was, was a, that I, was a great game. Was that was stressed. great. Game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Tuesday nights have been good to you because both your games you picked were, yeah, uh, is your favorite, the Vegas one and, uh, and then Rangers one. I guess was it so. the Columbus didn't you go to the Columbus one too? Where they came? I don't oh, no, remember no. if I went to that one. No, you did a stream that was massive. I remember that. That, that was, was a Tuesday my, night as well. Yeah, that was my best yeah. stream. I don't think I went to that one though. Yes. Yeah, that was. Maybe I did. I don't no. think so. No, I didn't. And I, maybe it wasn't even Tuesday. I think I'm getting all my dates mixed up now. Uh, it was a oh, Tuesday. Yeah. Four three, December fourteenth. Yeah, I mean, it says I started that stream. I think at ten forty six. So maybe I did go to that one. Oh, and we were down three nothing in that one. I don't yeah. remember. Okay, good games though. <laughs> good games. So at least yeah. at the, moral of the story. At least we can, without stressing ourselves, we can name some games, some entertaining nights at the arena this season. So that's good. Absolutely. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Tickets yeah. are more than I thought they would be, so I might not be there. <laughs> I oh. expect them to be like twenty-five bucks to get in the door. Thirty yeah. bucks. It's like oh, 67. Can you put up Bruce's last comment? That's awesome. <laughs> what about the Coyotes game that I bought tickets from Clay? Ah, the one where Quinn Hughes was didn't play as of like right after I bought them off of him. Um, did they win that game? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, they did. They, oh, they did. They did. The this year. They beat him 5-1. <laughs> oh, what am I talking about then? Okay, never mind. But never I, mind. I was frustrated because I, I gave you, uh, I gave you some heat because I was like, oh yeah, wow, you, you sell me the tickets that Quinn Hughes doesn't play. Um, but no, they won that game. What happened that game? 5-1? Five, 5-1. One? Five, one. 
Miller uh, with two points. Yeah. Oh, Ekman Larson with three assists. You yeah. saw three point. You saw Noel Juleson get two assists. That's never going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Also, Demko was the reason they won that game a 972, 35 36. Um, and Vimelka wasn't good. Um, Antoine Roussel did have three shots that game, though. Okay. So good for okay. him. Good for him, indeed. All right. Is that it? Is that how <laughs> we wrap it up? That was a fun walk down memory lane. I think we're going to have a lot more time to do this over the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah. So next week, May 2nd. Yeah, uh, that'll be that's the end of the season. So that's probably going to be we'll probably talk about other teams a bit playoffs, what playoff matchups we're excited for. I was yeah. thinking we would go over our preseason predictions, but we might not have time. Yeah, we can um, save that. So we might save that for a, a good June day <laughs> <laughs> uh, when nothing else is happening. Uh, so that's uh, I think that's it for us. Uh, Clay, any parting words for the evening? Well, uh, I know. No, we're going to do our postmortem next week, but we appreciate your support all as always. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm very fascinated, Parker, to see how the Canucks approach these three games, knowing that they're they're not really alive. Their playoff hopes are dashed, but um, the, the pride, the fatigue, all those things, uh, who's playing in goal, it, does Quinn Hughes break the record? Does Miller get to 100 points? There are still a few storylines that we can follow. So as always, I'm sure the Canucks will provide us with entertainment and some talking points this week absolutely thank you guys very much for hanging out with us if you missed any part of the show you can rewind back to the beginning or find it on your favorite podcast platform just type in canucks after dark give us a five-star review that would Mm -hmm. be extra extra cool of you i haven't checked to see if there's any reviews lately um so so get your reviews in um other than that enjoy the last week of canucks hockey for the for the next six months or so um we've got a, a heck of an off season ahead of us but at least we get two months of playoff hockey uh and then football season starts at least so there's something going on um uh, that's it for us we will see you next week and uh, have a good one